The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at 5, 26 million Americans now waiting to hear back from the U.S. Supreme Court on the president's plan to forgive student loans, how the arguments played out. Robocalls seem to be on the rise. On the other end, callers who claim to be with Medicare, why you should not believe them. And thunderstorms, some possibly severe, now looking more likely on Thursday. Your hour-by-hour hour first warning forecast coming up. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. I'm Daniel Marin. First this evening, a call for more lighting and surveillance near Rainy Street. And families who lost loved ones spoke out about this at a special called Public Safety Committee meeting at Austin City Hall today. And Council Members O'Cadre and Mayor Kirk Watson put this on the agenda after crews recovered 30-year-old Jason John's body from Lady Bird Lake earlier this month. KXAN's Rihanna Hollis has more from the meeting and from the victims' families. While Jason John's story prompted today's meeting, friends and family of people who died over the last six years spoke out today. Now, while each case is different, they did have a common thread. There's still no answer about what exactly happened before their loved one died. Every interview you find online, you're going to find me begging and begging for surveillance and lighting. That was never done. A year later, Kristen went missing on the, nearly the exact same date my brother did. And once again, I was all over the news, begging for lighting, surveillance, and nothing was ever done. Multiple people have gone missing with no change. Well, shortly after the meeting, we spoke with some of these friends and family members right here on the trail, talking about what they miss about their loved one and what specific changes they want to see. We'll hear from them as well as what city leaders feel about these safety measures tonight at 10. On Rainey, Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. All right, Brianna, thank you very much. The head of the Texas Education Agency appeared before the House Public Education Committee today. And a former public school teacher who's now a state rep, Round Rock Democrat James Tellerico, asked Commissioner Mike Morath about teacher pay and inflation. On that uh, chart, you were saying that teachers are paid more than ever. I just, this chart is not inflation adjusted, correct? That's correct. And so the data that I'm seeing is that Texas teachers are actually paid less than they were a decade ago when you account for inflation. Is that consistent with what you're seeing? Uh, I, that may be true. I, don't, okay. honestly, I just don't know what the data says, but it's, okay. it's plausible. especially. A 2022 analysis by the National Educator Association found Texas ranked 28th in the nation for average teacher salary. Commissioner Morath testified on average Texas teachers make around $58,000 a year, but he also said there is a huge disparity between rural and urban school districts. Hundreds of Texas nurses turned out at the Capitol today. They're asking lawmakers for legislation and funding aimed at preventing workplace violence. And to address what the Texas Nurses Association calls a significant shortage of health care workers statewide. We'd really like to see um, workplace violence some things in process in order to help mitigate that, um, education funding. At some point in your life, you will be touched by a nurse or maybe you've already been touched by a nurse. And in order to continue for our healthcare systems to continue to thrive, they need nurses working in those hospitals. 
The Texas Nurses Association is asking for funding to help nursing schools increase applicant pools and hire more teachers. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments in two cases that challenge President Biden's plan to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt owed by tens of millions of Americans. And already 26 million people have applied for that relief. They now find themselves in legal limbo. Alice Barr reports now on what the justices are being asked to decide. protest outside the Supreme Court today as justices hear arguments over whether the Biden administration can move forward with plans to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt for lower income borrowers. For us, this is the fight for our lives and this is the fight for our future. The administration says more than 40 million Americans are eligible for relief. 26 million have already applied. But six Republican-led states filed suit to block the program, arguing that federal agencies cannot put in place sweeping new policies with a significant economic impact without Congress signing off. Justices in the court's conservative majority zeroing in on that point. We take very seriously the idea of uh, separation of powers. Also questioning whether the policy is fair to other Americans. For example, people who've paid their loans. The Biden administration arguing the plan falls under a 2003 law that allows for student loan relief when there's a national emergency. The administration and advocates say the COVID pandemic applies. Everything else about COVID that small businesses got, big businesses got, the states didn't sue. Why are they suing about individuals who really need it? Liberal-leaning justices today questioning whether the challengers have legal standing to sue. The people who are suing have to show they've been injured, and the six states really have not been injured here. Analysts say that is the administration's best hope for preserving the policy. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And the national COVID emergency is expected to end in May, but the administration says economic consequences will persist for people who fell behind. The court is expected to rule by late June. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. With another much above average high temperature today of 84 degrees in Austin, it now appears that we will close out meteorological winter at midnight tonight as a tie for Austin's 10th warmest winter ever recorded. The average day and night temperatures running a serious fever. This 10th ranking, by the way, is even more impressive when you can consider three really impressive cold snaps that we've had since December 1st, of course, including the 66 hours of freezing cold weather consecutively in the recent ice storm. It's 85 degrees right now. What a different day it has been than several this winter. Uh, Lake Travis Oasis Cam showing increasing mid and high clouds. That hasn't been enough, though, to keep our temperatures any cooler. 85 in Marble Falls, 82 in San Marcos, 83 degrees right now in Bastrop. Coming up in your forecast, just as we turn the page to the unofficial start of severe weather season tomorrow, the following day, we have a risk of damaging storms. I'll show you the new hour-by-hour -hour timeline of when to expect them and cooler, windy weather behind them. It was a big swing and a miss for New York City's Department of Transportation. A road sign on the Jackie Robinson Parkway misspelled the Baseball Hall of Famer's first name. So it was missing the C, and that sign was spotted in Queens on Sunday. It features a picture of Robinson, Major League's first African-American player in modern times, along with his name. The sign, though, has already been removed and replaced with the correct spelling. 
Well, he's back on top. Just ahead, the title Austin billionaire Elon Musk just reclaimed. And it doesn't feel like winter here, but it sure does in other parts of the country. See who's getting hit hard while we're heating up. And a growing number of scams from callers claiming to be with Medicare. How to make these calls stop. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has regained his spot as the world's richest person. Musk's wealth has been boosted by a nearly 70% surge in Tesla's stock this year as investors pile back into riskier growth stocks. And there's also more demand for Tesla vehicles. Musk dropped out of the top of Bloomberg's wealth index for more than two months after a steep slide in Tesla's shares last year. 30 years ago today, ATF agents raided a ranch in Waco that belonged to the religious sect known as the Branch Davidians. They were looking for leader David Koresh. A gunfight ensued, killing four agents and six Branch Davidians. The FBI retreated, beginning a 51-day standoff. Then on April 19th, FBI agents used tear gas to try to force out Koresh and his followers, but multiple fires broke out, trapping people inside, and in the end, 76 people, including Koresh, were killed. Well, sometimes you need to see the video to remind yourself that it is still winter out there and other parts of the country have the weather to prove it. Just ahead, a look at who's getting a shovel workout. It certainly has been warm here locally. Also, it appears we're ending the month of February pretty normal in terms of rainfall, both at Camp Mabry and at the airport in southeast Travis County. Even with no rainfall recorded today, we do have some coming a couple days from now. Your forecast is next. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Severe weather is causing serious problems for millions right now. Behind us are aerials of a mudslide in Los Angeles on famed Mulholland Drive. And the saturated hillside pulled down parts of the retaining terrace wall and cascaded about 50 feet onto Mulholland Drive below. Jay Gray has a closer look at the extreme conditions from coast to coast. More than 60 million Americans facing winter weather advisories and warnings across the country. From blizzard conditions in the Sierra Nevadas to heavy snow, ice and strong winds across much of the Northeast. And we're expecting up to a foot of snow in parts of our state. As many as three dozen states dealing with dangerous road conditions. Power line just fell right in front of me. Thousands without power across the region. At least two tornadoes ripped across Illinois. And in Ohio, a possible twister wrecking homes and snapping trees. Right now, it's a total mess. And there's growing concern more severe weather could be on the way. Communities already dealing with difficult conditions now bracing for round two. Oh, yeah, I'm getting ready. You know, when stop at Home Depot, get some salt, um, stuff that I need. Forecasters warning an even larger system could sweep across the plains in Midwest, pushing into the northeast toward the end of the week. Jay Gray, NBC News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. And back here at home, we've been missed by the last couple, but it's that next storm that Mr. Jay Gray was just discussing that could have a pretty big impact here locally with a risk of severe weather. Now a good time to make sure you've got the KXAN weather app. This is storm season as we turn the page into March. Increasing clouds out there on the Austonian weather cam tonight. These clouds are going to lock in today's heat even after sundown. This warmth is sticking around for a minute, 82 degrees right now. On the clouds and radar, you can see that deck of clouds 
clouds increasing from the mountains of northern Mexico. This is all in advance of the next significant winter storm to impact much, impact much of the nation. Back here at home, it will not be a winter storm, more of a springtime storm. Just as we turn the page into unofficial severe weather season on March 1st, here we are March 2nd, Thursday, two days from now, with a one out of five threat of severe weather in the green color west of Austin. Two out of five, meaning scattered severe storms. Multiples are possible from Austin eastward and the enhanced threat area. That's the area where numerous damaging storms are possible. We're going to get updates to this map several times between now and Thursday from our partners at the Storm Prediction Center. And it is possible that these areas shift either west or east. Let me show you what we now expect uh, in terms of the timing and the impacts where you live. Here we are with increasing clouds, but dry weather, just a lot more humidity pouring in this evening and tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, it is gray. It's very warm, and there is the chance of a little drizzle, a couple sprinkles here and there. Rain chances, though, overall are quite low tomorrow morning, and then we'll break out some sun during the afternoon. With that sunshine comes the possibility of record high temperatures. The heat just doesn't stop here on March 1st. I'll show you that in a minute. That heat, though, and a little energy coming into the atmosphere could spark a couple isolated storms tomorrow afternoon. Overall, chances are you won't see rain or storms tomorrow. It's Thursday, as we discussed, that we're most interested in. The first window of potential storms with large hail as the main concern. This comes overnight tomorrow night. So if you can park your car under cover tomorrow night, do so. Some of these storms moving through at 2, 3 a.m., all the way through 4, 5, 6 a.m. could have some hail, some lightning and thunder, and some very heavy rain. Whether or not that first round impacts you, it's out of here by sunrise. Then Thursday, actually not a stormy day overall as some breaks of sunshine return. But here comes the main event, if you will, a strong cold front coming from that next winter storm. This one could have an immediate 15, 20 degree temperature drop, but perhaps more importantly, it could have a squall line of strong to severe storms shown here in the orange and red color. This computer model, one of our more optimistic ones, but it's usually a good model for us. Here we go with rain for many in the hill country uh, late Thursday afternoon. I'll take you another hour further. The storms blast into Austin between about 6 and 8 p.m. on Thursday. Large hail, not the main concern, as they form into a line like this, damaging wind along the front edge of that squall line. That's the main concern on Thursday evening. Here goes the squall line moving very quickly across our eastern counties. Another hour later, it's on highway. 77. By 9 p.m. or so on Thursday night, this is all out of here. As I mentioned, this is one of our more optimistic computer models for how widespread and heavy the rain could be. This one says that not only a quarter inch, but maybe a half to one inch for many areas who see rain. Not all of our models, though, are that optimistic. Some keep rain a little more isolated as it looks right now. I think a quarter to a half inch possible for those who do see the squall line, which is not everybody on Thursday. All right, tonight, ahead of that storm, humidity and warmth are sticking around 68 with a 10% chance of a sprinkle by morning. Tomorrow, assuming we get some breaks of sun in the afternoon, record highs are possible with just a 20% chance of a late-day shower or thunderstorm. Record heat tomorrow, then the threat of severe weather on Thursday. Rain chances now up, increasing to 50%. Windy, cooler weather on Friday with some wind gusts over 40 miles an hour possible. But boy, that dry air is going to set us up for an amazing first weekend of March. Chilly mornings with lows back to the 40s, but warm, low humidity and sunny days.
Uh, David, thank you very much. Well, we have some great news to share right now. Our KXAN family has grown again. Reporter Tahir Rahman is now a mom. Yes, this is my favorite story of the day. <laughs> she and her husband, now dad Adam, are the proud parents of baby Amir Joseph. Uh -huh. So he was born last Thursday, eight pounds, six ounces, and just over 21 inches long. We are so excited for them, and we hope that you certainly are too. And oh, I love that onesie. I did not see that. That is cute. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, and she, T worked up until I mean we thought that we would have to help deliver the baby so we're excited that you know it all went well and we um, where our prayers are with them and we're so excited for congratulations yeah. and welcome baby Amir all right well if there is someone in your life receiving Medicare don't miss this next story just ahead what to know before the phone rings again how scammers are getting smart people to part with important information well, we're already seeing drone deliveries in parts of Texas, and while we don't know what exactly the future holds, Japanese telecommunications operator KDDI is developing a smartphone app to visualize drone paths. Uh, users can simply face their phones to the sky to check out the route of their drone with a visual representation of its flight path. Look at that. They can also be informed when a drone is flying over a sidewalk with a red light that pops up on your screen. The new app comes after Japan approved drone flights in urban and residential areas last December. For some, the calls come four or five times a day every single day. Linda Baghetto tells us that callers claiming to be with Medicare typically are not. Here's what's to look for. The exact words were, hello, I'm Darlene. I'm here to talk. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to talk to you about your Medicare. There's a growing number of scams from callers who say they're from Medicare when they're not, sometimes phone numbers spoofing legitimate businesses. Here's how the scam often works. First, they'll have some personal information about you, perhaps from online or a data breach. Then they'll create a sense of urgency that you need to act immediately, and that's when they'll ask you for your Medicare number or other personal information. The most popular scams, that your Medicare card is about to expire and they need your social security number for a new one, or that your Medicare coverage will be canceled unless you verify your bank info and social security number. Sometimes they call offering COVID test kits or free medical supplies, but ask for your credit card number for out-of-pocket expenses. Anna's been on the other end of the line for some of these calls. Your doctor has recommended you for this. Once it was for free COVID tests. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services tell News 4 these calls are not coming from the Medicare program. The agency and third-party marketing organizations are prohibited from making unsolicited robocalls, text messages, or voicemail messages. Calls only happen if an individual gives permission. And that was Linda Biketto reporting. Often you may not realize you have given a company permission to call. Joining the Do Not Call registry can help reduce the number of unsolicited rings. But remember, if anyone calls you asking for information, it's best to just hang up. Call the company yourself to verify that request. All right, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have all new episodes for you. First, Night Court at 7 o'clock, then American Auto at 7.30, and then it's the two-hour season finale of La Brea starting at 8 o'clock. And then we're back with KXAN News at 10. And you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.